Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly Welcome to the Flock Podcast, the show where we talk about everything from games to movies to news to Alexander Graham Bell. I'm your host, Coleman, and as always, I'm joined by my cohort, Bob. That's right, folks. We're back once again, sans Dewey. He is still traveling the Irish countryside, and we are anxiously awaiting his return. But until then, we're going to try and keep it somewhat interesting for our devoted fans. Bob, how you doing? Good. How was your your Memorial Day? um, That was yesterday, right? Yes. Um, I did nothing. I uh, I stayed at home all day because my landlord was at my house, also Dewey's house. We lived together. Um, and they had to replace our hot water heater, so it was kind of an all day thing. What about you? Now the water's hot. The water was hot to begin with. The problem was it was leaking. Mm. The water actually is cooler. Apparently the 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 old hot water heater was cranked to the max temperature. So our water was always very hot. So much so that we had to use a lot of cold. But now I don't... It's just like normal. Before, if you turn the hot... This is so boring. <laughs> Before in my house, if you turn the hot on yeah. and just turn the hot on to fall, no cold, just put your hand on it, it would burn you. You could like cook spaghetti like that. Yeah. But now, if you turn the hot on all the way, it only gets up to it's. You could put your hand in there, and it's tolerable. Okay. Not like it's un, a little uncomfortable because it's hot water, but it won't burn you. It's not scalding. <clears throat> oh, that's good. That's right, folks. We're talking about hot water heaters. So sit back, relax, grab a nice Coca Cola or a bottle of water, a Stumptown Original Cold Brew TM, and uh, how is that? Bob's drinking a Stumptown. Ice, oh no, I cold brew. It's pretty good. I don't, I don't remember the last time I've had one. But Do you prefer iced coffee over cold brew? I hate iced coffee. But you asked me to bring you one. I know. I was, uh, I was feeling freaky. What, what's your normal co- coffee order? Red eye. Uh, for all those non-coffee heads, what is that? Uh, coffee with a shot of espresso. How do you dress your coffee? Black. So, this is this may come off as ignorant, but you take... Oh, you like hot coffee? Yeah. Okay. So, you prefer a nice hot brew over a cold brew? Yeah. That's interesting. Even the, during the summer? Even during the summer. See, I'm the opposite. I don't drink... I don't drink much coffee. Very rarely do I drink coffee. Um, but I prefer iced coffee or a chilled coffee beverage because I don't like hot drinks at all, really. No hot drinks. I mean, I'll like hot chocolate sometimes, but even then I like wait for it to be room temperature before I'll drink it. I'm sure Dewey is screaming right now because <laughs> we haven't talked about games or movies. No, no, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We're talking about coffee, man. This is a nice organic conversation. This is the shit you can't improvise on. Normally every morning I will have a, a eight ounce Red Bull. In the morning? Mm-hmm. God. What's wrong with that? See, I tell people that, and I always get a very weird range of reactions. That's the equivalent of drinking a soda first thing in the morning. Dude, I know. All right? And I know. Like... I know. Well, I only drink the eight. I used to drink the 12. <laughs> I mean, it, it's lightly carbonated. It's not as carbonated as a soda, Just but like it has as much sugar. The same mental state of I'm getting a fizzy 
drink for now okay so morning do you have problems with that be okay not problems necessarily but do you think that's weird because it's like a fizzy sugary drink in the morning or do you find like that weird because like why is that weird i just i associate it with all of the the 7 a.m construction workers ah they come in to get their like big gulps full yeah like big gulps and Philly cheesesteaks at seven in the morning. That's fair. Well, I mean, they've already been up for like a few hours, maybe. Maybe no. that's their lunch. I think they're just mutants. So I'm a mutant because I drink Red Bull. Well, <laughs> you're quickly approaching. Uh, well, here's the thing. Um, that's the only caffeine I try to have all day. That does you for the day. <laughs> One eight ounce Red Bull. <laughs> I wouldn't say it does me, but I try to limit my caffeine because I tend to get uh caffeine headaches really easily you gotta build up a tolerance uh i don't think it works like that if i okay it's not building up a tolerance it's building up a level that my body is constantly expecting then you get more headaches from not getting that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying so if i have 200 milligrams of caffeine every day and i only get like 80 in one day my body's like you fucking idiot and and i'm useless true or you just at my level, we're just going to feel like garbage all day. Well, <laughs> see, like the thing is... Jittery if, in the morning when you've had your coffee and then just like garbage the rest of the time. I'm not even jittery when I drink the Red Bull. In, in fact, the eight ounce has less caffeine than one cup of coffee. It's only got like 89 milligrams and a cup of coffee has like anywhere from 90 to 110, depending on the size of the cup and the, the uh, roast. So I feel like it's enough to get me going in the morning. And I use that term loosely. And I, I do get kind of drowsy around two or four but usually if i just drink a lot of water well you're doing pretty hard manual labor at your job anyway yeah so i know yeah that'll take it out of you i find myself less drowsy when i'm doing manual labor really like if i'm just sitting there in a nice air-conditioned office easy to get drowsy yeah if i'm like f- out there on a roof or something like you often are yeah, like i was last summer what was that sound effect uh nail gun (laughs) okay um yeah i don't know Uh, the thing is if i miss the good thing about the red bull is that if i miss one day if i like miss it one morning nothing's gonna happen because it's only like 80 milligrams like i won't even get a headache okay so i i I constantly try and i mean i'll have a i'll have a caffeinated soda every now and again like today i had some some coke and i usually don't drink coke but i had a can of coke today just because like i don't know it felt like it'd be a good pairing with my smoked almonds. <laughs> like, not even kidding. That's the thing. It's like, that's what I had before I came over here. Smoked almonds and a Coke? I recently discovered... So normally, you I eat... like you're 90 years old. <laughs> normally, I eat almonds. Like, I like almonds. Uh, but the other day... You ran out of Werther's? So you're... No, stop. I saw some, like... I think either... Did I mistakenly buy them? No, no, no. I just was like, oh, smoked almonds. Like, I'll try these. They're way better. <laughs> Kind of, kind of, um, in the same umbrella as, uh, like barbecue sunflower seeds. Yeah, I okay. I love sunflower seeds, like to a detriment to my cheeks and gums. <laughs> You're just like, uh, <laughs> um, but any of the flavors, I, I just, it's too much. You don't like the barbecue? No. The thing is with the barbecue, you can only eat like a few before your cheeks are yeah. like raw. Yeah. And, and you're, and then it, it's not. I wouldn't say it's painful, but it's definitely uncomfortable. Just uh, the flavor is too much. It is pretty intense. Also, well, how many do you put in your mouth at one go? 
handful. Like, okay. I don't do as much because I have trouble delegating one side, so get it like out. A, and a single seed at a time? No, not like a single, but not like a handful either. Okay. Somewhere in between. I usually have my hands busy at work, so I can't like tend to it that you've got a camelback full of a camelback full <laughs> just, of fucking sunflower seeds like a cow i just have cheeks <laughs> you, full of you've got a fucking uh feed bag to shut to your face yeah <laughs> and i just gnaw on them all day eat the shells and all just swallow it uh, yeah i just don't have the very good i had nerve damage when i was born and it kind of located mainly around like my mouth right, right here and i didn't have any feelings so I kind of chalk up my inability to properly handle a large amount of sunflower seeds to that. As well as I couldn't swallow pills till I was like in high school. Okay. So uh, remember that fact for next week when we're doing the giveaway. (laughs) The trivia. In what grade did Coleman finally learn to swallow pills? The answer is 12th grade. Um Yeah, so what do you what have you been doing? You saw you saw solo. I saw solo on Friday is that opening day? You tell me. I think. I think Friday. I know they wanted day. the 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 big thing was that it was releasing Memorial Day weekend and it had like one of the bigger Memorial Day releases. How did it of do all time box office? Less than. Less than. Um, Rogue One. Less than Rogue One. No, no, Rogue One was the standalone. Yeah. What was the one that just came out? Last Jedi. Last Jedi. That has one of the bigger ones of all time. Just yeah. not even above Star Wars. I think it's like third or fourth all time top grossing. Okay. I think it's bigger than Jurassic Park. Um, it had a obviously less than that because it's a standalone movie. I think it did one forty four for the weekend, which is not bad. Okay. But I mean, obviously, people aren't gonna. F- if Disney keeps putting out these Star Wars movies like that. They'll still do great, but they're never going to be like as like big as some of the first two were. Nope. Especially Last Jedi, the ones that stick to the to the story, like the main story, yeah, are going to do better than the ones that are standalones, like Rogue One. Though Rogue One, did you like Rogue One? No. Did you like Last Jedi? No. Did you like? Did you like any of them? I. Why do you keep seeing them? <laughs> okay, because I like to punish myself. They're not bad. I will say the fucking. I will say. I don't think. I, I will think say Last Jedi. I don't think it was a bad movie. It wasn't great. Same with Rogue One. I thought was kind do, of a bad. Do movie. Do you think that's because Disney tries to keep it like family? I don't know if that's on Disney as much as it is like Rogue One. It. It didn't really. I mean, the whole movie is summed up in the title scroll of of A New Hope. I feel like expanding on that in it's a standalone movie was just kind of like, yeah, we already know how it ends. Like, all of these people, like, none of these characters carry on to any other movies. So, like, of course, they're all going to die. Like, what? Just, what, standalones? On, for Rogue One in particular. Well, yeah. It, yeah. Just, it seemed a little like, yeah, we already know what happens. Like, I, I thought it was good. It was it was fun to watch. But I it thought didn't the, need to happen. the fan service that they did too much of in the Force Awakens was remedied, at least somewhat. I think. Yeah, they toned it back. I will say I hate hate the character, the 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 storyline and character 
Rose from in the Last Jedi. Last Jedi? Yeah. Yeah, no, that was that's that, totally unneeded. That was very. I have nothing wanted. against. I have nothing against you know adding new characters or like love interests or anything. But the way it was executed very is forced. like very bad. Like how she drive. Spoiler: the way she like drives the fucking like thing to like keep him from killing himself. Yep. Like that was so bo- like. Yeah. Ah! Yeah, there's a lot it's of so bad. There's a lot of. Things like that in in Last Jedi that I was like, eh, I don't how know. is that in Holo Solo Holo? Uh, had it okay. So it says a bit of mas- uh, this is a Gizmodo article, which I kind of like Gizmodo. Uh, a bit of basic math makes it obvious that Solo, which had a budget of somewhere between two hundred fifty and three hundred million dollars before marketing, didn't break even at the box office during open weekend. Opening weekend, the film managed to raise one hundred sixty eight million internationally over Memorial Day weekend. Just because a film doesn't win back its budget in the first weekend doesn't mean it's a flop. No, and especially when it goes international, then... Also, like, if you type in solo, but, like, uh, box office, like, you'll get swarmed with a bunch of articles of, you know, real low-grabbing fruit stuff like, solo is a flop. It's like, everybody knows it's not going to do as well. Yeah. I I just hate when, how someone can... I It seems kind of like... <sighs> There has to be a limit. Obviously, every single Star Wars movie that comes out from here on out isn't going to keep breaking rep- records. Well, also, <laughs> it's I, on the. I read an article that said it was it's one of the most expensive films ever made. Solo. Yeah. Really. Estimated budget of at least two hundred fifty million. That's more than the other ones. Yeah. I wonder why it was so expensive. Well, it was the. Two dudes who did the Lego movie, right? J.J. Abrams? No, no, no. Phil, what is it? Phil Lord and Chris Miller? I thought, was, wait, I'm sorry. Didn't didn't um, Ron Howard direct this one? He did. Yeah. But Phil Lord and Chris Miller originally directed it. Oh, it got passed. And they got fired because it was like, I, was it Kathleen Kennedy is the, like, in charge of... I don't know. Disney Star Wars stuff. I guess. She fired I'm sure there's a because, board. Because it was like too Lego movie-y, like too kind of silly and goofy and like... That's, they didn't, okay, they so didn't like the direction been, it was yeah, going. Yeah, so they fired, they let them go because they were Let them go the and then they brought in Ron Howard. Who is a good director. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he was, uh, current and recent scandals aside, uh, he was kind of the driving force behind Arrest Development, which is like one of the best... Written television shows, I think, of all time. And he had a, he directed and produced and wrote a lot of it, didn't he? Of this? Ron Howard. Of Solo. Or Arrested Development. Development. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Correct I'm, me if I'm wrong. My Arrested Development isn't, knowledge isn't deep. Um, But he just directed <laughs> Solo. He didn't write it? Yeah, without getting into any kind of spoilers, <clears throat> I will say the movie is almost two and a half hours long. That's just too long. So long. I I can barely. Well, it really depends on the movie and how it flows for sure. But okay, that's, two and a half that's, is that's rough. Number two thing for me is the flow of the movie is so bizarre and awkward. It's like, like wait, isn't that one of those things where they jump to like present day and then jump back to the past or anything? No, no, no. It's because well, he's dead now. Chronologically, Spoiler. it it goes in in order. It's just so like. just the feel of it like there's no like normally a movie has like a build and like character development and 
and plot exposition, all that kind of stuff. And it kind of like climaxes at a certain point. And this is so like up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. And there's no like, there's no like. It's confusing. Yeah, and Han Solo, he's the same character at the end of the movie that he was at the beginning of the so movie. So answer me two questions. Okay. Where does the movie end? Uh, him getting, spoiler alert, um, but if you haven't seen The Last Jedi? Yep. Then right, you, are you talking about Last Jedi or are you talking about I'm going to talk Solo? about The Last Jedi. Okay. You know, if you haven't seen it by now and you're listening to this podcast, like, I don't know what you're doing, but anyway, spoiler, Han Solo dies in The Last Jedi. Right. Now, at what point does the Solo movie stop? Pre-New Hope. Pre-Rogue One. Oh, okay. Interesting. I mean, it's 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 the they're not going to reshow the old things name. that already happened, right? It, the the actor who plays Honsolo. Harrison Ford, right? More or less. Okay. You it, don't it, see Harrison Ford in the movie. No, no, no. It's it's all this young. young okay. Kid. And and another thing that he's I thought for sure the guy playing Harrison Ford was like a British actor doing a fake American accent just because his dialogue sounds so weird. Is it not? No. He's an American. Just got a weird accent. He just he. I think he's doing. He's a good actor. And he's he, doing a British guy doing an American guy. Yeah, he. I mean, he's a fine actor. He did. He did as best as I think anyone could do playing the Harrison Ford, like Indiana Jones, Han Solo, like kind of like witty, kind of like hapless, heroic kind of scummy guy. Mm-hmm. Like he did that the best he could. He was just it's. It's kind of a it's kind of a uh it's a, a little tall awkward. order honestly. It's and it feels a little bit like cosplay because you're so used to seeing this one uh, character yeah. that when you see someone doing what feels like an impression of that character it's just like a little It was going to be a hard bill for anybody for because sure. everybody has like what they even people who <sighs> And the same goes for Danny Glover playing Lando. Wait a second. Donald Glover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> I wish it was Danny Glover. That'd be funny. What if they did a Lethal Weapon remake remake with Donald Glover? Who would play Mel Gibson? Oh. Have to, would it have to be a new like a, a new oh, cast? He, okay. I can't think of anyone currently. This might would... surprise you. I've never seen Lethal Weapon. Any of them? None of them. You've never seen all four of them? None of them. Well, I know what we're doing this week. <laughs> oh boy. Have you seen your watch It's Always Sunny? Yeah. You've seen the episode where they do Lethal Weapon 5? Is that they like film it themselves? Yeah. Yeah. It's the one where Mac does blackface yeah, and then yeah, they yeah, keep yeah. switching. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty much just like that, honestly. Okay. I mean, I like I like eighties action movies. It's surprising that you haven't seen Lethal Weapon because they're yeah. so I think personally, Lethal Weapon really defined what an action movie could and should be. Kind of like how the first Die Hard kind of set a bar. Yeah. And then the subsequent ones, nursing Die Hard, either. kind of like went up and down with that bar. I, what's your favorite Die Hard? I've never seen any Die Hard. What the fuck, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that's been it for this week. Okay, so people say Die Hard One. Also, Die Hard One isn't a Christmas movie. Don't at me. It's not a Christmas movie. Okay, just because it happens at Christmas time doesn't make it a Christmas movie. I will say, Gremlins is a Christmas movie though. <sighs> I haven't seen Gremlins. Whoa, Die Hard three. All right, we'll do a we'll do a, a switch swap. I'll have you my VHS of Die Hard three. We'll Start with Die Hard three. <laughs> Yo, honestly though, that's gonna be a poll. I think is 
your favorite Die Hard because Die Hard 3, Die Hard with a Vengeance, is the best Die Hard, in my opinion. Okay. I'll, I, I'll have to see at least one of them. Once you watch the first one, man, you're going to be hooked. Die Hard 2, kind of a snoozer, in my opinion. Okay. Not as a The fact that they made a third one after the second one is surprising because if I saw the second one, I'd be like, we're not green lighting a third one. <laughs> um, but I think the first one was kind of a tough act to follow because it has the f- the story and the setting is really just seems like a one-off. Like, how are we going to do another one? Like, Kenny's just going to keep getting in shit, which he does. What are yeah. we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Die Hard and Lethal Weapons. I think they're really, really good um, kind of just sit on the couch with a bowl of popcorn like action movies okay like yeah, i'll have to i'll have to go there go there and i'll watch gremlins i guess dude gremlins i mean gremlins one and two they're both great so you like 80s movies yeah what other movies have you not seen from the 80s up until recently i hadn't seen a terminator movie okay they're pretty good yeah. pretty good up there they're like terminator movies are like on par with die hard and um, lethal weapon i feel like as far as if there was a rolling stone top 500 action 80s movies of all time maybe early 90s terminators all the terminators and diehards and lethal weapons would be in there i feel like right because they're just so quintessential and there's tons of bad ones too which are great well i love the bad ones have you seen spies like us uh with uh Bill, uh, 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 um, Chevy Chase and um, yes. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, 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 yeah. You seen it? Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. It's good, isn't it? I haven't it? seen it since since I was in high school, but yeah, it's good. Were you in alive it? when no, that I came was, out? Wait, when did it come out? Eight, early 80s? Yeah. Probably. Okay. You didn't <laughs> see it in theaters? <laughs> no. Bob's 57. Um. That one's really good, and it's kind of a, a sleeper pick, I feel like, because I remember the first time I was exposed to it as I bought, you know, towards the beginning of Blu-rays, they started trying to draw people back in with DVDs by selling those... Packs? The the four-pack movies yeah. at, like, Target, and it would be, like, A-side, a B-side, yep. A-side, B-side. Well, I got the Austin Powers trilogy, and w- one of the B-sides was Spy like, Spies Like Us, because there's only three Austin Powers movies. Why do they package that with? Because it's a spy. Or... It's like a campy comedy spy movie. Okay, I, I can see it. It's kind of like what else would you? What would you? If you with had to throw Austin Powers, what would trilogy? you throw as a B side to with Austin Powers? I would assume it would be another Mike Myers movie. Really? Like, it... like fucking like what? What was what was he doing? I guess prior to that it was just Wayne's World, right? Wayne's World, but there's two of those. Yeah, you can't you just give him one. Pack, yeah. I don't know. Wait, I'm sorry. Oh wait, I'm high. Never mind. I was gonna be like, Mike Myers isn't in spot is not in spies like us, Bob, and I realized that's the point of what you were trying to make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else he's done. Uh Shrek. Shrek Packin, which I watched again. I mean that would even be a weird choice. What? I I watched Shrek again. It's on Netflix and I will say I don't really want to go into it, but it does hold up. Oh, I would have packed the Love Guru in with him. That's terrible. That movie's so bad. Uh, do you remember that movie, Master of Disguise? Yeah. What do you think of that? Uh, pretty bad. Okay, cool. That's a good, stop- whole, That's a good whole... stopping point. So on the whole, give me your, your rank. Give me your rating for um, 
solo. How many bobs out of five? Okay, I thought it was going to be a lot worse than it was. Oh, so that's good. It, it beat your expectations a little bit. If it was, if it was an hour and twenty minutes long, hour thirty. No, really, the extra ten minutes. I was struggling. Were you just like sitting there, like basically, like I need to get out of here? It was. It. it that's what I mean. Like it was so long, and for the pacing of it to be that weird, it just got really. I have to see it. It got really boring. There were there. Were there, there are new stormtroopers in there, though, right? No. What? Well, no. There's like no new stormtrooper designs. Nope. It's like, I really fuck with Stormtrooper designs. Nope. Give me your rating. Uh, out of five? Yeah. You can do halves or even points. Like a like a hard 1.9. Really? That low? What would you, okay. Well, I don't think it's that low. What, two and a half? That would be half. Okay. What? It's out of five. Throw some other movies out and I'll rank them. So okay. I, yeah. So, so a, a okay. Last Jedi. Last Jedi. 1.5. Uh, Tremors. <laughs> Five and a half. <laughs> I'm trying to think what's something contemporary to Star Wars that's um, like a newish release. Quiet Place. I don't quiet, remember what I you rated I that. I didn't like Quiet Place. Quiet Place was bad. So that zero. Was, was 0. 0.7. Okay. I wasn't sure if you were one of the people who doesn't even rank movies that you don't like. Because if we were like, I refuse to rate that because I did not like it. I mean, I'll, I think it. What, like a three is like, that's like a good movie. Um, let's see. So five, five, is a perfect five movie. would be a hundred percent. 2.5 would be a 50%. And a 50% is like, so a three, enjoyable, three would wouldn't be watch like, it again. Three would be like three solid three. Three, like what? Six, I'm so bad at math. 70%. Yeah. Or 75. Okay. I, I'll say this. <laughs> I, regardless of numerical scores, I, I would say it was fine to watch. I don't regret paying for it. Did you go uh, by yourself? No, I went with some people. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I set you up for that. Um, I wouldn't see it again. I don't really have any desire to Where'd see it again. Where'd you see it? Regal Theater. Which one? BCC. Really? That's my hometown one. How's that theater? Uh, Pretty standard. It's got stadium seating though, yeah? Yeah. That's nice. I, I some I reluctantly go to bow tie sometimes, but I, I don't like bow tie really. I don't either. It's like too narrow. Yeah. Also it's like sometimes the, the, the screens are very tiny and actual theater is really long. So if you sit at like what you think is a good seat, the best seats would be where the walkway is. But right. whatever, I'm getting off track. So anyway. Yeah. I gotta if, see if, solo. If you, yeah, if you like Star Wars, I guess go see it. I don't really care for Star Wars. I thought it was Oh you fine. don't like Star Wars at all? Not really. Oh. I, well, think about it this way. Most of the series is a miss. What do you mean? It, there's what? Six, seven... You're talking about the prequels being eight. bad? Yeah. Doesn't matter. I'm saying like a majority of the content is not that great. There's better sci-fi. Okay, yes. I will agree that the that some of it is like not super great, but I feel like I on the whole, I've... Six, like... Money wise, it's a very successful franchise. Very successful. That's just because it's it's entry level. It's wow, easy easy access. I love Star Wars, man. I I just don't. It doesn't do anything for me. There's there's more interesting sci-fi. You into Star Trek? I like the idea of Star Trek. Okay. I've only ever seen 
like a handful of uh original 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 series can can got, get out of here really i don't like it next that generation much. is where it starts for tng you? baby okay um anyway we gotta get out of here um <laughs> what uh e3 is coming up which is for those who don't know e3 is one of the um biggest uh expos of gaming uh i would say in the world and mainly look forward to but e- coleman what does e3 stand for electronic entertainment expo thank you um it took me a second um yes uh Interto- electronic entertainment expo this is where all the big companies come and talk about games they are working on games they're going to be releasing over the next fiscal year games that People have been chomping at the bit to play. If you go to E3, uh, tickets are super expensive, but you can play these games or demos of these games. This is pretty much where all the big players go to show off what they got. Uh, And uh, it's well covered, documented, and attended. I will say it's been kind of dwindling a little bit in the last couple of years as some companies have decided to just do their own events. Um, because as these game developers get so big and they have so many IPs under their name, um, the, the, they almost become too big for E3 so they can do their, almost their own, like BlizzCon and, um, Blizzard does their own big thing where they talk about their games because they've got such a huge house of games that one E3 booth isn't going to really, uh, help them get their shit out there. So, E3 is coming up, and... Um, predictions? Predictions for E3. What are we going to see? Um, well, wow. What are we going to see? There's going to be a lot. There's always a lot of shit um, from every game developer, every uh, publisher, every, you know... Microsoft will be there not only displaying, you know, games that they've published, but also, you know, y- user... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Peripherals, new things like that. Uh, okay, how about this? Let's break it down like this. What do you? What do I want? What do you hope to see, and what do you think will actually happen? <sighs> what do I hope to see? What do I actually hope to happen? No, what I hope to see, what will actually happen? Yeah. Uh, I have high hopes for Nintendo. Maybe talking about some new releases that people have been asking for like well i think they'll show smash uh-huh do you think they'll show smash probably they'll show smash i i hope they talk about animal crossing yeah i think they'll talk about the new pokemon stuff yep uh maybe some first party ip stuff like maybe um maybe Splatoon some two Splatoon 2 DLC or add-ons. They'll talk about their new online stuff probably. Yeah, they'll probably have... I could see them having all that stuff set out. Maybe new Labo stuff. How is uh, that doing, by the way? Have you I seen anything? Any no, not really. I mean, you, my main source is I like, you know, uh, trudging through different gaming subreddits. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think... I'm. 
I don't think Nintendo is expecting to be like the biggest moneymaker, but what I've seen is that people who have it or have kids have enjoyed it. Have you seen any of it in real life? Have you laid hands on any? No, I have not, but I have seen it on the shelves. Okay. Um, have you? Nope. Um, and I feel like also like any kind of coverage of Labo stuff is dropped off. Like since it came out, it kind of blew up. It was all over YouTube. Well, it was like a novelty. Yeah, and then... Like, Nintendo's selling us cardboard, LOL, and then it's, you know... And then there was, like, videos of people playing with the keyboard and stuff like that, and then I feel like I haven't seen I've seen some people do, then. like, some interesting things. I mean, one of the biggest complaints I saw is that you can't export your songs you make in the keyboard thing. So they're just stuck inside the Switch? Yeah. Um, I'd like to see some new Switch, like, firmware UI stuff improved. Okay. Which I think will kind of tie into the online stuff as well. Um, I mean, I could talk about just each console in specific, but it might take a while. PS4, I've got PS4 and Xbox. They're both kind of doing the same thing. Like, if I, there are very few console specific games. Last of Us 2 would be sick, which I think they're supposed to be, is rumored to be in production already. I mean, they dropped that trailer months ago last of us two yeah where was i i don't know well that'll be there for sure okay um i'm trying to think what big ips nintendo or sony has that aren't already on other consoles um Spyro. (laughs) um they'll definitely be talking about well they i saw last week that kingdom hearts 3 will be there and will be a playable demo people at e3 um that's also going to be on xbox as well which is crazy um what else what else what else spin tires i hope you know Uh, are you asking me (laughs) what is that oh yeah the bethesda thing i was getting to that changed what is it now it's nighttime is he laying on his side yeah so let's just talk about that real quick. We'll, we'll, we can cover more of E3 as that gets closer because it is coming up. But Bethesda today, Bethesda, for those who don't know, the publisher and developer of many of Fallout games as well as the Elder Scrolls series as well as Wet and other games. Did they do Rust? Yes. Rust. Um, what was that one game they did? Blink? Brink? Yes. Uh, uh, Fallout Shelter for all you diehard Bethesda fans. What are you? Dishonored. Dishonored. Dishonored Two, which was pointless. <laughs> um, I can't believe they pumped that out so fast. It's. <sighs> I can't think of a single person I know of who was like, Dishonored Two. Hell yeah! I played the first one. And I was like, what is this game? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was on LSD the whole time I was playing Dishonored. Wait, uh, didn't they do Doom also? They did. They did. They did do doom. They do doom. That's another thing. I wonder what's this kind of ties into uh, E3 a little bit because Bethesda today tweeted a um, a picture that is their um, what is it? Their please stand by thing. It, it's kind of like fallout the loading screen. their fallout loading screen essentially is is um, what it was, and they tweeted it. And it's just, please stand by, and people are going crazy. 
on Twitter, and they also have a Twitch stream right now that is a live view of a TV displaying the please stand by um, loading screen just kind of on a loop. And it's been up for since like noon today. So people are speculating what it might be, but we know for certain it's not anything to do with New Vegas, unless no. that's a tease. Well, Obsidian also tweeted... Uh, let me find the uh, Obsidian. Obsidian is the Obsidian publisher? is the publisher of Fallout New Vegas. Fallout New Vegas. And they tweeted today, "How do you let someone down easily?" Asking for a friend. Hashtag It's not us. Right. So basically, Obsidian is saying, unless they're trying to be coy, the Fallout thing is not in relation to anything New Vegas related. So, what else? It it could be a Fallout Three remaster, which is in my opinion, most likely. True. Or a Fallout 4 port to Switch. Which is also pretty likely. Or a Fallout 3 remaster to Switch as well. Or both. If the Fallout 3 is a remaster, it it's will gonna be definitely Switch. go to Switch. Um, for those who don't know, or you probably all know, uh, Skyrim, which is also developed and published by Bethesda, was ported to the Switch, and it honestly plays great. And Skyrim and Fallout 3. Fallout 3 came up before Skyrim, so Fallout 3 could run on Switch no problem. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like it really is. At, at, when I really think about it, I think that a Fallout 4 port to Switch would not do very well because they know that Fallout 4 kind of missed the mark a little bit. Whether they want to agree with it or not, then but, you can see the backlash. But Bethesda also has a history of disregard <laughs> of putting out of just porting all of their games no matter how old they are or how just like doing what they want yeah but rehashing their old old ip well yeah especially with skyrim skyrim vr skyrim complete edition skyrim remaster yeah you know they are really milking that cow um i, I feel like truly it'll be fallout 3 game of the year remaster or fallout 3 complete remaster right. so all dlc included all that kind of stuff right um which would be tight because i haven't played that game really since it came out which i when i was in high school yeah i personally i liked fallout 3 more than fallout 4 yeah fallout 3 was amazing i like the setting was better the story was a little more interesting to me i really fuck with new vegas i think i like new vegas more than three i i never got very far in it i gotta i gotta revisit it the thing is, like, I'm worried about revisiting it because, like, I don't want to play it in this inferior version and then the new one comes out and I don't want to play the new one, you know? True. Um. Yeah, so when I really think about it, I think it'll be a Fallout 3 remaster redone, which would be tight because that game looks rough now. Yes. Like, I tried playing it on, th- like, 360 because, like, I want to play this game again. And I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I hope they fix all those bugs if it is. Yeah. What about you? What do you want to see at E3? What do I want to see? New GTA 5 story mode. <laughs> I, just, I still haven't finished the regular GTA 5 story really? mode. Really? It's so good. I, yeah, I just I kind of lost interest. It drags out for too long. I just kind of... Well, I mean, that's fine. Like, it is a long story. I'm not going to deny it there. I got burned on it, and by the time I was at that point, the online had dropped, and I just got swallowed up in that um i want to see i can't really think of i mean i think bethesda is probably going to make a i mean hopefully going to make a, a 
Elder Scrolls 6 announcement of some sort. You think they're going to announce that? They have to. People want it so bad. Do you think they've already started working on it at least? They have to have. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> they don't got to do shit. I mean, they don't have to, but I mean, it's just in... That's the, like the people asking base. Valve for Half-Life 3 well, they've at been this doing point. That, but yeah, who knows? Uh, I think that's people are looking forward to it so much that if they if they announce some Fallout 3 remaster and no mention of an Elder Scrolls 6 or or at least like we're like show a trailer like we're working on it or just even announce that they're working on it that would be nice then people are just gonna like alright we're, we're done <laughs> I'm trying to think I think at this point it's been longer it's been more time since the release of Skyrim and now than it was between uh, Oblivion and Skyrim releases yeah yeah I think it's either not it's very close which don't get me wrong absolutely love Skyrim played it a ton but I think in my heart I like Oblivion more I never played it that was like one of the second that was like the second game I got for my 360 and I put like a thousand hours into it jeez I would like to see uh, Skate 4 that'd be tight I mean the the one dude, the who was he? The some somebody higher up at EA tweeted Skate Four. What a year ago? He just tweeted that. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. EA is a garbage company. And man. like, <laughs> like think about Skate Four with like a shit ton of microtransactions. I mean, I would I would even be okay with that, just because. Give me something. Yeah, just anything. <laughs> I would love to play Skate with you online, Bob. Dude. My signature trick is the 360 flip. Ooh, you got it down? Left, up. Swirl. Swirl. Yeah. It's my signature trick. Or laser flip if I'm in Switch, you know? Yeah, I know. Um, I can't really think of any other games that I'm like pining for that I think would have a possibility of getting announced. Did you? Other than like a Pokemon game, but that's still not super high on my list. Yeah. Yeah. What um. Have you ever played any of the God of Wars? Nope. Yeah, me neither. People say how good they are. Apparently this new one's good. Apparently this new one is very good, but the thing is I've just never been... It's kind of like Gears of War. I saw Gears of War and I was like, mm, doesn't really look like my thing. I played it. It wasn't. Gears of War, that's like the... It's very Chainsaw Mountain gun. Dew. Yeah, it's like very Mountain Dew. Okay. Yeah, that never really interested me. And I was like, whatever, I'll try it. It played nice. It wasn't my cup of tea. I feel the same way about God of War. Yeah, God of War feels like a lot of melee combat, and that's that's a turnoff for me. How do you feel about medieval things? Not really a fan. Just like in general? It doesn't really do much for me. Like, would you go to a Renaissance fair? Absolutely, but not because it's like an interest, just because I think it's a weird thing to do. Okay. I'm just thinking, like... So, I like Skyrim. I like Skyrim as a game. I don't right. like the setting. No, the, reason I, the way I was getting at it is, whenever I tell people I haven't seen Lord of the Rings, they're like, but you like Skyrim. I'm like, yeah. like It's same. like the same thing. I'm like... Not the same. No, it's probably a lot different. And they're like, don't you like, like medieval stuff? I'm like, yeah, kind of. You know, like as a passing interest, they're like, then you would love Lord of the Rings. I'm like, I don't know if that's an accurate statement. Yeah. Maybe I should watch Lord of the Rings. It or The Hobbit or anything, but that kind of shit 
And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying like that shit. Not, I'm not putting it down if you like Lord of the Rings or like a diehard Lord of the Rings things fan. Just doesn't look like my thing. Right. No, I I, I, I I get that. It's such a time investment. Those movies are fucking long. Dude. And there's so many. Like, the only way people would fuck off when I say I don't like Lord of the Rings if I'd be like, yeah, I've seen every single one and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of rational push person would be like, all right, I hate this. Let's watch the first one. All right, that was, I hated it. Let's watch the second one. Like, I mean, I it's like do that. 15 hours of punishment just so I can be like, yeah, I didn't like it. I do so the, the Star Wars movies. So, <laughs> But I feel like, I feel like Star Wars is such a big part of pop culture. It's obnoxious. I mean, Taylor hasn't seen Star Wars. Good, good on her. We're gonna do something about that. No, wait. We she saw. Um, no, wait. Have we seen any? Of it? She's gonna hate me when she hears this. <laughs> I don't remember if her and I've ever seen a Star Wars together. I have a bad memory. Also, I've seen the new ones in theaters multiple times, so I have trouble remembering. Who I've seen them with. Like I saw Force Awakens three times. The third time was rough. <laughs> I saw uh, Rogue One. I actually only saw that once. I saw Last Jedi twice. Yeah. I saw I Solo know. four times. <laughs> you see, you were joking the other day when you asked me if I wanted to go see Solo. And I was like, oh yeah, like let's go. But you're like, no, I'm kidding. I've been watching a lot of Supermarket Sweep on Amazon Video, and I'll say my quick piece about it. For all the millennials who don't remember <laughs> Supermarket Sweep, give it a breakdown. Uh, Supermarket Sweep is basically a commercial that they trick you into thinking is a game show. What, what, original air date? Well, the very first one, I looked it up. There's 1,111 episodes. Holy shit. The very first instance of it was in the 60s. Okay, I didn't know it went that far back. And then it was in the eighties. I think it's been in, has four has had four different iterations in like sixteen different countries. Very popular show, apparently. Yeah. So there's two seasons on Amazon Video. And these are the most late nineties, early two thousands. Late nineties, early two thousands. Though it's called Supermarket Sweep two thousand, which is confusing because it's not the year it came out. It's very 90s, which makes it all the more fun. Yeah. Supermarket Sweep is basically, for those who don't know, the game show where the goal is to go through this uh, fake supermarket that has real products and fill up as many carts as you can in the given time limit to have the highest total, meaning you get the most shit in your cart worth the most amount of money, and then... Whatever your total is, if you're in first place, you win that much money, as well as you get a chance to go for the $5,000 bonus. There's some other little tie-ins as well, um, and they, they do a lot of little games to keep it interesting. But almost everything about the show is about brand, brands, branding yeah. and brands. Yes. So the whole time you feel like you're watching a commercial, and in essence, you really are. It's kind of ingenious how they trick you yeah. into watching a show about consuming. Do you think they got a lot of kickbacks from... Oh, most definitely. The fact that they're giving away money. I, what's really interesting to me is we're watching it. We're watching it without the commercials because it's on Amazon Video. I wonder what some of the commercials were like during that show. Because corporations will buy commercial times 
with specific shows because they think that show is like a good target audience for their brand. So I wonder if the show sponsors, you know, like whenever you see the big bonus item is like like a big thing of Juicy Fruit. Uh-huh. I wonder if there were then Juicy Fruit commercials during the commercial breaks. Show is very interesting. Uh, it's a good uh, time kill. It's a 20-minute show. Um, and basically, you get to watch people answer questions about consumer brand items in a grocery store and then um, race through a fake grocery store throwing giant things of meat and dog food into carts. <laughs> It's really entertaining. It's fun to guess the prices of things because it's like the prices. It's like watching an old episode of The Price is Right because you have to think, what's that worth in $1990? You know, it's like an added benefit of like inflation calculation. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see, at least for me, I like seeing all the old different um, logos for brands and stuff. And seeing what was popular then and how it's like still just as popular or things that are less popular. Like the, fr- this is so stupid that I remember this. <laughs> so they had like a cat, a bag of cat litter, the fresh step cat litter. Uh-huh. That logo, it's like the tabby stepping. stepping yeah. They haven't changed that since the 90s. It's still the same, which I think is really interesting. <laughs> like the Land of Lakes. Yeah, like some 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 brands have just never changed. I guess because they're so well established, they feel like they don't have to. It's, it's a timeless logo. Anyway, check that out if you are a big fan of game shows, which I am. Love Prices Right. Love Jeopardy. Wheel of Fortune. You a big game show guy? I love game shows. What are your favorites? Well, growing up, we watched a lot of Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Just because they go back to back. Mm-hmm. Stay home school, watch Price is Right. Um, I was a big fan of Deal or No Deal. Ooh. Uh, Weakest Link was cool. Um, I'm, who Wants to Be a Millionaire, obviously. Yep. Classic at this point. Um, let me think back. What about what about Vintage? I'm, I'm, that's what I'm thinking back now. And like with some vintage game shows. I was a big Press Your Luck fan. That was a little bit before my time. I mean, it was before my time. It was like no, I'm saying like I was like how how young were you? I watched it on the game show network. Oh, okay. See, I don't. So reruns of that and uh, do you have, do you have cable? No, no, no. This was years ago. But I I would be into watching vintage game shows. It had just occurred to me that that was a thing that was on demand. The fact that you can watch old game shows now. Yeah. That was like when you showed me that price. The supermarket sweep was on Amazon Video. I had never thought about trying to find a game show on a streaming service, but now I'm going to explore that more because I fuck with game shows. Yeah, I mean, like if, Password. If you're ever scrolling around Netflix looking for something to watch, uh, the what is it called? The the Beast. I don't know. It's based on a British game show. Mm-hmm. It's or a it's a game show on Netflix. The Chase, the Beast or the Chase. I don't I don't remember the. We can find out later. But uh, that's a great one. It's a trivia against this British guy who goes by the name of the Beast, and you it's like a timed trivia, like pub trivia kind of deal. Trivia games are fun. I also really just fuck with games of chance. Like how prices right, a lot of those games are kind of just like luck and guessing. Wasn't there always speculation that Wheel of Fortune was rigged? 
Okay, so uh, I can speak on that a little bit, actually. Some behind-the-scenes knowledge? Not behind the scenes, but... So, whether or not they can control that wheel has always been a hot topic. Uh-huh. But my dad, who's been watching Wheel of Fortune since, you know, its inception, told me that when, in the 80s, when the show was over... You know when they do like the pan out shot of the audience, like the zoom out shot at the end of a game show usually? Yeah. Just kind of like while credits are rolling? Yep. In the 80s, they used to just have the wheel spinning During by itself, shot. just like by itself right, on, the, right, on, the t- yeah. on the on the pan out, which led people to believe like if you can just have it on, like can't you control it too? Mm-hmm. So Wheel of Fortune is interesting just because it's been going for so long, really. Same thing with Price is Right. I mean, if they can control the wheel, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like roulette, you know? Like, how would they control the wheel? Like, maybe you put a little brake on it. Yeah. It does seem like sometimes when people are, like, really pressing their luck to get the most out of a puzzle that they just happen to hit bankrupt. Like, there's only three letters left, and you can totally know what it is, but they're still spinning. Yeah. And then they hit bankrupt, like, hmm. So... I think it's a good game show. Vanna White doesn't need to be there anymore. When it first started, she had to actually flip the letters herself. Right. Now she She doesn't even have to touch the screens. They can just do it. Right. But she's just, she's part of the show. Pat Sajak. I like Jeopardy because it makes me feel dumb. Yeah. Do you ever like... I'll watch it and guess. I mean, I'll get things sometimes. There's mainly pop culture things though. They get right. And uh, all the like, people on Jeopardy get wrong because they spend too much time reading books. I, it always blew my mind how quick they could get like the most obscure. I I don't know how it works. I think when they are slated to be on the show, I think they get like a binder of things that not like a binder, but they give them. I think they give them like a handful of topics that they're going to be talking about, so they can brush up. Okay. Yeah, because at I've, least that's I've, been in my understanding. I've heard interviews with uh, with Ken Jennings, mm-hmm. who won Jeopardy, like my second cousin. Really? No. So he's he won Jeopardy a bunch of times. He was like on there for forty days. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, he would just like study anything. Just, yeah, just Stuff. complete his like random of, article. Yeah, like, just, yeah. I I honestly, you know, you know, uh, tweet us or email us if if you know, but I I do think they tell them within a scope you know but then again you don't go on jeopardy if you don't know jack about fuck which is why the celebrity episodes are usually pretty funny yeah yeah um you know people who go on jeopardy are the same people who when you're at a party they always have some random factoid to like tell you you know people like that yeah or just fucking nerds i feel i feel like i do okay at jeopardy Depending on what the topics are. Some topics I kill. Other topics don't kill. <laughs> Geography, nope. <laughs> what about Nickelodeon game shows? Like Nick Ga- Nick Gas? Are those the game shows? I kind of think. That was the Um Oh dude, fucking Hit Adventures of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, or Nick Arcade. Nick Arcade. Um I'm trying to think some other ones. They'll all feel like similar when I think about them. Because I was very young when that part of Nickelodeon was 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 going off. Let me look. Are you looking up over there? I'm just doing a, a little 
refresher. I couldn't remember. Uh, Double Dare. I remember Double Dare. Guts. Legend of the Hidden Temple. Yep. Nick Arcade. Yep. Yeah. Um, Modern Crazy Kids. Figure it out. There's a lot of some of these are way before my time. Like Think Fast, that was done before I was born. Uh, yeah, Think Fast was was okay. Figure it out. I remember figure it out. Barely vaguely. Nick Arcade, I remember watching, um, as reruns, just because that ended before I was even. They didn't last that long. Nick Arcade was only 1992 to 1993. Yeah, no, a lot of those, a lot of the early Nickelodeon programming like the game shows and stuff like that were very short-lived yeah let me just say some classic game shows jeopardy obviously wheel of fortune family feud which i think is a good one feuds a good one. i feel like now they just they skew it just to make uh the jokes dick jokes yeah and then it's all family feud now is someone saying uh, a penis My and then butt. and then steve Hardy's like you can't say that on tv and then it pops on the board and he's like what yeah that's <laughs> Uh, Price is Right, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Hollywood Squares, I remember watching is good. on TV Land as reruns. Yeah. Password is good. Yeah. Are You Smart Enough, Fifth Grader? Match Game was, I like Match Game a lot. Um, Blockbusters, Card Sharks, Concentration, Cash Cab. Cash Cab is good. Cash Cab's good and it's interesting because it's kind of, uh, not your typical, um, you said dating game, right? now but no. that's gambit a- college bowl gong show gong show i've got a secret let's make a deal love connection it's not really a game show per se name that tune you know i was thinking that's sort of a game show ninja warrior the original one yeah what about mxc that is that okay mxc is very it is a league of its own but it's so I good i watch mxc regularly on youtube do you? It's yeah. so fucking good. It's Guy really LaDouche. Good. Guy LaDouche was like my Twitter name for like months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a classic. Pyramid, Pressure Luck, Remote Control, Scrabble. I don't know some of these. Supermarket Sweep. There it is. Yep. Um, Tattletales, Treasure Hunt, Truth or Consequences, Weakest Link, Win Ben Stye's Money. I remember that one. Yeah, that was... Win, lose, draw. Okay, here's one that's listed, but it's not a game show, really. Whose line is it anyway? No. It kind of kind of is because they have to win points, but they're arbitrary. Also, it's 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 so in my opinion, very scripted. You think? Yeah. You think it's scripted? I think so. I think they do. The thing is they the thing is they're supposed to be really good at improv. And it's never funny. I used to think it was hilarious when I was a kid. Uh, try watching it again. I don't want to. <laughs> it's okay. The one that I, the one part of whose line it is anyway that I used to die at was the props. You know, they'd give them some like weird item and they'd walk out and be like, blah blah blah, and everyone. Yeah. Okay. It. I feel like there's either it's some scripting going on, some rehearsed stuff, or it's just edited like in a, a way that makes it seem very spontaneous. Yeah. But it's a lot of that stuff is. Even if you went on the show and realized it was all not scripted, would you be like impressed at all? They make the audience sign non-disclosure agreements. I don't know. It it, it always kind have of, you never laughed at who's on it anyway. I've laughed at it, sure. Yeah, okay. But I it's I don't like most of the people on it. Wayne most Brady's of the improvisers. Good. I like Colin and Ryan and Wayne Brady. 
I think people love Wayne Brady. I think they're funnier in other settings. I think whose line is a, it's just too goofy. Yeah. But that's like it. I, I feel like it totally had a place in late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Like when friends was on friends was goofy as fuck. Well, isn't it based on a British show? Whose line is anyway? Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe. I know there's a British iteration, and it's not funny because British humor is different, and we don't get all the slang jokes, you know? Just like the British office, like, isn't that funny. You think so? I don't think it's that funny. It's a different... It's definitely a different vibe, but I think it's a very funny It's not that I don't get British humor. It's just different. You think it's not as funny as the American version? Comparing to the American version, no. Um... I also don't really like Ricky Gervais that much. As a person or on the show? Maybe both. I can see that. He's he's a little obnoxious. Even in real life, he's always like calling people snowflakes and stuff, which is weird. Because he doesn't, I don't know, whatever. He doesn't live here. Whose Line Is It Anyway was created by Dan Patterson and Mark Levinson in 1988 as a radio show on BBC4. Oh, wow. So it really has long roots. Yeah. I think it can be funny. It's just very hit or miss. Yeah. It... Yeah. Um, I remember watching it a lot as a kid when it was like still new it was on ABC. On. And my dad and I would watch it and I have very fond memories of like watching it with my dad and it was funny as shit. But I was also like seven. Like, what isn't funny to a seven-year-old, you know? I mean, it's, it's a lot of low-hanging fruit. And so. I also think the fact that they crack up when they're doing it makes it more funny because it's like contagious. Like yeah. you're laughing at them laughing. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, those are the, in my opinion, the best Saturday Night Live skits. Is when, when they, they start losing when they it. break character. <laughs> Except when Jimmy Fallon like, looks at the camera like, ha ha. Uh, yeah. Um, were, you a, were you a Saturday Night Live fan? Yeah. I like, I like Saturday Night Live. I like Friday Night Live. Friday, Friday Night, Night Lights. Lights. I like yeah. Saturday Night Live. They've got a really... I don't watch it religiously because... Um, you keep up with it? No, I don't. Oh. Well, I mean, I do, but I usually just like... Um, watch the hits. That makes sense. What, when what someone's are, like, "Oh, there's like this really good skit last night on Saturday Night Live," I'll go watch it. Like the Lonely Island. No, stuff. not even that. Like, uh, well, I'm I'm a big Reddit head, mm-hmm. so there's like a really funny skit. Bam. Gotcha. Or like, I'm trying to think some of my favorite skits. The mm, what you say that one's fucking funny. You know, where they're all shooting each other. Shia buffs on it. Have you seen any of the any of the recent Mm-mm, stuff? Not really. I know they did. Um, I did. I've seen some of it. I've seen some of like the Trump stuff with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. And then, I tried watching the not Danny Glover, Donald Glover, uh-huh. the episode he hosted and musical guested. I tried watching that mm-hmm. when it when it aired, and it's it's uh, it's a tough watch. I mean, I still try to give them credit when it's due because they pump that show out every week. And that's like crazy. They do. And a lot of their writers are comedians that I think are really funny. funny. Yeah. But Donald Glover, wasn't he a SNL writer for a while? He might have been. I remember watching Donald Glover when he was on Derek Comedy. Yeah. And that shit was hilarious. Yeah. It's just, it It feels like, at your okay, in your high school, did you have like a, like an AV club who did like the morning announcements and stuff like that? Uh, no. The principal or some office person read them. You didn't have like a, okay. In my high school, we had like a televised, like. We did sort of, but it was very infrequent and it, 
like maybe showed like three times a year. Okay. Well, we had one and it was every it, morning. I think it was every morning. It, that sounds familiar. But it was a lot of the new SNL stuff just feels very reminiscent of like like high school s- skit level comedy and acting. Like it's very very obvious jokes, very like over the top impressions. It's well the golden and, age of SNL is gone for sure. I don't know if there ever was in my opinion. You don't think the late 70s 80s was I I tried watching it multiple times like i think like a trivia chase dan Aykroyd, belushi like all of them very funny people i don't think i don't think snl ever hit the mark i think people never you don't and they're good skits there's a few good skits but for a show that aired every week there's not enough hits for it to in my opinion to be like considered a good show there's good skits but it's not i think it's more important this ratio is too high they do have a lot of misses, but I still think it's important because think about SNL in a a bigger sense that it's a social commentary. Yeah. So not only is it like jokes and sketches, but you're also getting like a snippet of like history, like what shit was like then. So it's almost like a time capsule. Like it's not really... Like, even if it's not funny, you could watch it in 20 years and be like, oh, that's what was going on then. Like, it's interesting in that way. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. But even the non, non-political non or non-social... I, I think they have a lot of funny bits. Black Jeopardy, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, uh, even, even the... The Jeopardy with the... Um, they do two Jeopardies, don't they? They do Black Jeopardy, and then they do the Jeopardy, Celebrity Jeopardy. Celebrity Jeopardy. That's funny. Weekend Update, that one's usually pretty good. I'm trying to think what their reoccurring bits are. Weekend updates definitely one of the longest ones. I would say early 2000s SNL was pretty strong. They just, they milk those skits. Like they'll find one that hits. Like Brian Fellows, first one's hilarious. And then they just run it into the ground. Yeah. And then like, oh, Church Lady, this is funny. And then they run into the ground. I didn't like Church Lady. And like all of the fucking just terrible Adam Sandler characters run them into the ground. Did you fuck with Mad TV? No, that's <laughs> way worse. <laughs> I, f- I thought it was, okay. I thought it was hilarious at the time. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. 13, yeah. so it's, everything is funny. And Mad TV when I was a kid, like, that shit was so funny. Like the Kenny Rogers jackass. Yeah. I, I was or just... like the, can I have your number? Yeah. Yeah. That shit was like so funny. Even now I can watch Kenny Rogers jackass and laugh because I thought it was funny then. Right. I mean, yeah, there's Matt TV. It's got its handful of of skits. It's that's another like mostly misses. I, I there are better sketch comedy shows that were around that for whatever reason aren't as big. I don't think NBC will ever cancel SNL. No, they can't. It's it's, it's too big. It draws them point. in. I mean, I still think like the whole. I could see Saturday Night Live sticking around, but I still think the whole like late night shows mm-hmm. I could go without them I watch a lot of them yeah not live but I watch the recaps on YouTube daily show and not daily show uh, tonight show late show the late late show late late show who's the guy who does yeah I guess they're okay I just wonder if I wonder if those are gonna go forever I guess NBC has kind of like sewn that block of like 
come watch NBC late at night. We got SNL. We got talk shows. Like, come chill. I mean, what else are they going to do? That's what I'm saying. Those shows aren't there. That's what I'm saying, man. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine got canceled by Fox. And who picked it up? I think NBC picked it up. I think so, yeah. Which is crazy because I, I thought it was on NBC this whole time. My girlfriend loves it. I don't. I think that I don't. The jokes are too fast. It's like. In your face. It's like YouTube humor. Like it's just joke, 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 joke. And there's no like downtime. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely. Uh, uh, my friend Philip really likes it. I've watched a few episodes. I'm like, yeah, this is funny. But it's not funny enough for me to be like, I got to keep up with it. Right. I feel the same way. And there are very few shows where I'm like, I have to keep up like with the, this. And there's people on it that I think are funny yeah. outside of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Shows are a whole like weird ball of wax. Right. The way that they're, you know, they get picked up by a studio and they get renewed for so many seasons and they pretty much just put their nose to the stone to try and bang the show out and get good ratings. So they get renewed. And that's like people make paychecks being on the production cast for these things. So it's not even, it's a weird medium of trying to create something that's funny, but also you're doing this for a living. Right. And it's hard to be consistently funny. Believe me. (laughs) (laughs) What Um, what other sketch shows do you like? I don't have cable. And in general, and I don't watch a lot of shows because I find shows almost unapproachable these days in some senses because especially with Netflix being such a big thing, Uh if you miss like an episode or if you try to get into a show like in the middle of it, I'm like, oh, I got to watch all this backlog. Like, like I've never seen Game of Thrones. Right. But I watched one episode and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I don't have time to watch four years of old episodes. I mean, I could, but I don't want to. I'm trying to think like what's something current that I keep up with i kept up with bob's burgers for a while i like that that show's good i like bob's burgers um i watched the very first season of rick and morty and i was like i love this and then i watched the second season and i'm like this is still good haven't seen a lick of the new stuff but i've heard mixed really things okay that uh, that was a that was a case of it's fandom turning it off for me same thing like with the whole szechuan sauce and like the Rick and Morty copy pastas, yeah. Like I can't. Yeah, I watched the first season on on the internet and was like, I get the appeal. It's a little like, it's not that great, but it's I understand why people like it. Yeah. And then, it just kind of be, became bigger than itself. <laughs> I um like what's new? When I was in high school, I used to keep up with South Park. Watch it every week. Really? Yeah, I was a big South Park head. Haven't seen it in years. Um, they did. They do a a decent job of social commentary. Like I think current so too. social commentary. Yeah, I'll see a I'll see selected clips on Reddit every now and then. I'm like that was good. Like it's never like it's low hanging fruit, but it's done in a, a thoughtful way. Yeah. I guess like yeah, yeah, yeah. like the, the you can make a joke about Trump, but they don't just make a joke about Trump. They make like a really like whole episode about just one aspect and it's actually like well thought out yeah but they've been doing it for so long i feel like they did have you, it did now. you see the documentary the how, 10 minutes to air yeah 10 weeks to air one week to air yeah, yeah i did and th- that's also another thing is like i have so much respect for how much obviously it's different now because they're not just doing it themselves they have a whole team right but that was quite a hustle for a while for them to especially before they'd had all the computers like whew, 
I can't. That's like exhausting just to think about. Do you watch any of these like Netflix originals? Lost in Space. Or... <sighs> I watched the first episode of Lost in Space, and that was it. That was enough for me. Too much. It just looked like I don't know. The acting turned me off a little bit. Right. And you know something about it just rubbed me the wrong way. And I know it's kind of hard or it's kind of kind of like wrong to judge an episode on like the pilot because they're doing a lot to try and get picked up. But I thought so much happened in the pilot that it was like hard to digest. So maybe I should try and watch the second episode, but, um, and I like sci-fi stuff. I'm trying to think what else is out there. I find myself watching a lot of like documentary things. I don't know. I just don't like to get drawn into shows. No, because I'm become like a slave to it. You know. You feel like you have to. Like I have to finish this. Like I watched. Like you have homework now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I like to have my schedule as open as possible because I like to just do nothing. Like I watched the first season of House of Cards in like two days, and then I saw the first episode of the second season, and then I didn't watch anymore because I was so bummed. I was so pissed off at the second the, the. First episode of the second season. It was bad. Have you seen it? No. They just kill. They just like killed off somebody that I was really into, and I thought that was just like too much for the show to like try and set a precedent for. Which even in the first season, I was like, "This is like some crazy shit." But I get it's like a show. So also, I really liked Kevin Spacey, Mm -hmm. and ever since the most recent things have come out about him and what he's done in the past, I. As much as it pains me, I don't support Kevin Spacey anymore. Yeah. Though that doesn't take away... Okay. This is weird because obviously he had been doing those things for a while, but I feel like I should still be allowed to enjoy American Beauty, you know? Even though it's like that movie's like creepy now. Right. Separating the art from the artist. Yes. Yes. Because... It, it it really sucks because I was such a big Kevin Spacey head. Yeah, no, I I feel like we're on the same page there. I I love American Beauty. I and um movie. you know, I feel um you know, obviously I support victims, support believing victims first and he didn't deny what he did. Yeah. So there's pretty much nothing else to be said other than like fuck Kevin Spacey. Right. But that makes it hard for me because I love so much of his work and it's a bummer. It's like finding out like a family member did something shitty. Yeah. Obviously I've never met Kevin Spacey and we aren't related, but I just <laughs> such a big fan of like, you know, how he acts and how he can get into a character. So, yeah. And that sucks. And it sucks that Hollywood is like that. And I've, I've the same thing with Louis CK. Like, I, yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Like, can't, can't people just like be chill? Then again, he always made jokes about like jacking off in front of people and everyone laughed. And then he's like, no, I actually do that. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, no, you can't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of a weird coin that like in America, you can joke about like committing sexual assault and people are like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then he's like, no, but like I actually do that. And I'm like, oh, well, then never mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think because a bunch of people have like recently, well, I, I was... Obviously, all of these are fucked up, and I don't support any of the actors who have done these things. Like, I was never really a huge Bill Cosby fan, but I acknowledged, like, 
what a uh, pioneer he was, not only for black comedians, but black actors. Yeah. I mean, his his show, like, I was, I binged the Cosby show, I think, in, like, one week when I was just out of high school. Yeah. Because on Netflix, good show. Yeah. Good show with enough, like, it's kind of like um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air mm-hmm. had good episodes that were funny, but also touched on, like, real-life topics. Right. So I would say Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is better than Cosby Show, though, just in general. Yeah. I, yeah, definitely. It, it's a little more relevant. So it's... Yeah, I might, I might just like relate to it more because it's more closer to my generation. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Thanks for joining us. If you have anything you'd like to tell us, you can find us on Twitter at The Flock Podcast, and you can email us at theflockpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to share this podcast with those who are friends, family, game show enthusiasts, or the like. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. It's the best way to help get our name out there and grow the flock. As always, I'm Coleman. Thanks for joining us. That's fine. Thanks for joining us.